sweet face. More- I'm telling you. <laughs> I told you this is going to be some heavy stuff. I told you it's going to be boom, boom. It's going to yes. be left hook, right hook, jab. It's just going to be. Hey, everybody. I'm Elise Real. And I'm Isha Bell. And this is Full-Time Black Woman, a community for Black professional women to live, laugh, grow, and fill the soul. So what are we talking about today, Elise? Today's topic is the state of Black women in corporate America. So basically you're saying it's the state of the full-time Black woman. Essentially, that's Let's it. Let's go with that. I like yeah, that. Let's go with that. It's the state mm-hmm. of the full-time Black woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You reminded me of Trey Songz. I know he's kind of canceled right now, but when you say, yeah, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of him. <laughs> All right. So we recently came across the 2020 McKinsey and Company's The State of the Black Women in Corporate America report. Uh for those that don't know, this report is full of all the things. Like, if you ever had a question about Black women in corporate America, this is the report for you. So the state of Black women in corporate America draws heavily on Lean In and McKinsey and Company's annual Women in the Workplace study, which is also another big, great resource for all types of things related to Black women in the workplace. Uh, since 2015, more than f- five... Mm, 590. I don't know why I was trying to, I was making that a whole different number, but it was coming out all times wrong. It was like five, nine. And I was like, no, that's, there's a zero at the end. Okay. So more than 590 companies employing more than 22 million people along with a quarter of a million individual employees. That's a lot of people, a lot of numbers, a lot of things. I feel like I'm doing stats. I know I'm not, but this is, this is where we're at. Uh, they have participated in the Women in the Workplace study. And today we will review the key points from the report. And interesting a lot, interestingly enough, we have discussed most of these factors on full-time Black Women podcast before. So what we saying? <laughs> we ahead of the trend. We ahead of the study. <laughs> like Basically, yeah. it's interesting how our own personal experiences align. Exactly. Not somewhat, not kind of, not kind of sort of exactly along the support and it's just like y'all y'all couldn't just fund it out to us and just get us some money right like y'all could just give it to lisa each and bell and let us kill it like we usually do like I'm we about saying. to go and kill these stats but before we kill these stats we all go to this commercial break and then we'll be back dang sign me already just <laughs> sign us <laughs> we'll be right back Elise, guess what I was just laughing about? What? I mean, you know, there's a lot of things going on in this tent at once, but one thing I was cracking up about is the fact that we actually did it. We actually started a podcast. I know. That is some crazy mess. It went from just a random conversation to an actual thing. An exactly. Actual thing. And we are about to publish our 100th episode, but we could have done that without Buzzsprout. I mean, without Buzzsprout, I'm pretty sure this role would have been a very difficult one. But because we had Buzzsprout, we were able to not only get the things that we needed to get ourselves started, but also to get our show listed on every major podcast platform. So people like you, our listeners, could be a part of our lives, whether you like it or not. Absolutely. Whether you came from Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever the place may be, you hear our voices and 
in our message and we love it. The great thing about Buzzsprout is they are always there for you. You will get a great looking podcast website, audio players you can put into your own website and detail analytics so you can see where all of your listeners are because we see y'all. We know where y'all at. At least the state. We don't know where your house is at and we don't want to visit neither because you know distance but um, <laughs> but yes get yourself a spot on Buzzsprout and when you do let them know that we sent you by clicking on the link in the show notes fulltimeblackwomen.com forward slash Buzzsprout forward slash and you will get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan Yes, believe me, podcasting really isn't hard when you have the great partners such as Buzzsprout. We, like Elise said, it went from a conversation, a thought, a conversation, and all of a sudden, look at us. I can't believe it is really truly something that we needed in our lives and if you yourself were looking for something just to get that message out to the world go ahead start with some gear that you already have in a quiet space and make sure that you yourself become a partner with Buzzsprout and go ahead and click on that link fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Buzzsprout forward slash join us come on unless you want me to find where you live I'm joking (laughs) am I but go ahead fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash buzzsprout forward slash we'll be waiting (laughs) all right so we're back and you know what time it is but we can go ahead and get started with those stats for that ass hey stats for that ass we bringing you the facts with some stats for that ass so check this out elise what's that 49% 49% of Black women feel that their race or ethnicity will make it harder for them to get a raise, promotion, or chance to get ahead compared to just 3% of white women and 11% of women overall. Mm. That's that's a staggering difference there. Uh, 49 to 3. Mm. Like that's, that's pretty rough. If those were scores for any type of sports event. It would be <laughs> a shutout. <laughs> like, man, just call it a halftime. Just call it right. halftime. Don't just, even let this go into the second half. Because okay. this is embarrassing. Yes, yes. These people don't need therapy. They don't need therapy after this. <laughs> what are you? If you just, <laughs> what are you? But 49% compared to three. I... I'm actually surprised that that is not higher for black women. I'm actually a little surprised that that's not higher. That, like, I expected it to be over 50, to be honest, that we feel that those things, race, ethnicity, would hold us back. Um, Why? Why would you think it'd be more than 49? uh, Because I I, I just, I, I, I find it hard to believe that there are more progressive companies than not. Like mm. I just from your from my personal experience, I just yeah, find it yeah. hard to believe that there's uh not a abundance of good old boy networks out there that are just doing their their good old job at keeping black women down. I just, maybe, maybe that's the, what do you call it? 
not is it the cynic? Maybe that's the cynic in me because of my mm-hmm. experience. But um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of optimism um, when you first come in. I feel like when I first came in, I had a lot of optimism, and then eventually that kind of yeah, that kind of left. So I, I really it didn't thought leave, that was girl. It didn't just get up and leave. It was pushed the hell out. You're right. It was it was escorted out. <laughs> Why? Can't sit. Your ambition can't sit here. Uh-huh. Can't sit here. Yeah. Yep. Saints taking. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with black women coming with ambition. Yeah. Like, ambition get kicked out. No, we won't hurt. We just don't want you. Right. You're stirring up trouble, ambition. Yes, yes. So yeah, I, I was a little surprised. It's not more than forty nine. <laughs> I just gave me my ambition to hate crime. You did. Like <laughs> you did. There was a hate crime against my ambition. Yes. But hey, once again, this is the state of the full time black woman. Right. So we're going to get into a lot of things that are quite daunting. Yes. And I think we need to get into the first one at least because. Like we mentioned before, at least mentioned before, we have talked about every single last one of these things before. It may seem like what or just not deja vu. What is it? I mean, that could that could work too when we go through it. It could work. It could work too. Okay. Okay. All right. Then we go go with that word you just said. And then uh, (laughs) and we're going to make this into a two part series because the first one is going to we're going to talk about what are the factors that are against black women in order for them to be able to advance in corporate America. And the second part of this show, uh, part two, we're going to talk about what companies can do to alleviate these unnecessary pressures that are not only holding black black women, but also holding back your bottom line. Because it, studies have proven when you give black women a chance, oh goodness, believe me, how far they can go. Mm-hmm. It helps everyone in the process. But y'all keep doing y'all own dumb shit and we're going to go over that today. Right. <laughs> so without further ado, what are black women up against? Number one, we are underrepresented in leadership roles. My Gosh, this is like uh-huh. so true. I, from my personal experience, my my come up through the ranks somewhat within the industry that I'm in, it has been few and far between that I have seen a black woman in a position of power outside of maybe one or two particular roles. And that was usually billing and customer service from where I was at. Uh, that was apparently all we could do. <laughs> Apparently, you a damn lie, girl. Don't forget <laughs> diversity and inclusion. Oh, you're right. You're right. Excuse me. Then there was so there were three. <laughs> there were three, or like no, I'm a, I'm gonna open it up. It might have even been four because it might have been like human relations kind of thing. Human resources. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but it's like go. You know, yeah, yeah. So, you're right. Yeah. I don't know why. Right. I just can't see us outside of that. But usually, that's that's where we're at. You you want to find a black woman? That's where we be. Um, but you know, also like it's with other areas as well. It's not just corporate America. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have noticed over the years why is the black person always the weatherman? The weatherman or the weather woman? It's mm-hmm. like y'all can't like I mean, we're moving more into the anchor seat yeah. slowly but surely. Yeah. But I have noticed that growing up, black people were always delegated as the weather people, and that was it. Yeah. Every once that in a while, it. they might throw one in sports, but for the most part, it was the weather. Weather. What? What, what is it about us that we know the weather? Why well, we got to be pinned down into the weather? Because like, we be outside. That's what it is. 
we was, we was out in the fields and now we telling everybody farmer's almanac style what the weather is going to be. So, I guess so. I don't know. I guess so. I don't know. But uh, for every 100 men promoted to manager, only 58 black women are promoted. And despite the fact that black women ask for promotions at the same rate as men. So, yes, we are being promoted. I'm not going to negate the fact that there are some black women out there who have moved up. And I, we applaud you. I'm excited to even say that stat to be very honest i'm excited to even put that out there but we ask at the same rate so why why is it that we're still kind of we're behind why is that we're still behind? you know any full-time black woman is not going to put themselves in a position to hear no Oh, yeah. So when we do go to ask, that means we got a whole book, a whole highlight reel behind us to support said ask yes. or request for promotion. But we still don't get it yes. compared to some of these men who don't even ask. They, they just show up to the job and it's just given to them. It's promised to them. You are groomed into this position. Yes, that, that you part. Like, I don't even want it, but it's more money and I really don't have to do much. I guess I have to be a figurehead. Right. I mean, I'm not going to say no if somebody really wants me to do it. Yes, I, I just, I'm disgusted. So uh, it is. (laughs) I'm sorry, but this is a triggering. It is. I was just about to say that's exactly what I was about to say. For those of you who haven't already picked up on this, this is going to be a a trigger episode. So apologies for the late trigger warning. But yeah, it's it gets frustrating to see uh, the grooming. That's one of the ones that really irritates me because they have been in the job at that company for no more than five minutes. And all of a sudden it's like, they crack one joke and they're like, you know what? I think he would be a great CEO. Yes. We're going to put him on the fast track. Mind you, there are tons of black women in the same workspace who not only create the change, not only keep it running and keep it going, who motivate people, who create a sense of diversity, not only in appearance and presence, but in thought like we, we be doing the damn thing. And yet it just takes one mayo lace undercooked sausage to appear. (laughs) And I don't know, everybody in the C-suite gets their little panties in a bunch. And it's like, yes, must have it so i don't know but and all of a sudden you come in not when the plan isn't is uh uh starting you come in and all of a sudden you see the arm around the shoulder hey let's come yes. over here and talk to Gross. me and, stuff. and you're like whoa oh and the door shut okay all right all right okay all right yeah it is what it is yes. but then all of a sudden when shit hit the fan elise isha we need you can you right. come help us with this no no go get your little man that's we the boy right go ahead and get him and have him do it well he can't really do much yeah but yet and still you're going to go ahead and promote him right right um it's, it amazes me, me. How, it. right? It amazes me how the work that is required is below the pay grade of the people that they want to promote, but the ones that can do it, they don't promote, or the ones they ask, voluntold to do things, they don't promote. So you have these people who are moving up, showing out, 
chest all out, puffed all out and everything, who can't do the job that they've been asked to do. All they can do is delegate, delegate. It's gross. Because no one's going to question them. That's why. Because they have the right parts and paint job. You're right. And no one's going to question them versus you or I come in with the highlight reel behind us. Okay, Mm -hmm. we got the whole march band behind us like... Here come a full-time black woman. She got the skills and she running this place like it's her all. Go ahead, boss chick, come all. I'm sorry. That was hot. Shit. I just want to say it was. It was. But 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 it was. So, but then all of a sudden it's like, uh, yeah, but I don't know if I can really believe her or trust her that she knows what she's talking about. I mean, I know she has this whole band behind her and, mm-hmm. you know, this whole big presentation, but I don't know. It just seems kind of fake news. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus this person. Okay. Uh, all right. Sure. Fine. I will. Right. Because it's all about, it's all about the supremacy of the situation. Yes. People have no problem taking their words for the face value, but you, all I got to do some research in the background, check on you first before I even believe what you said when you said hello mm-hmm. or that's your name or do you, are you born here in America? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I know. I know. So, what else do black women have up against us when it comes to the corporate America scene? Mm-hmm. Two, we are less likely to get the support and access needed to advance. Ooh. Look, you could check out one of our past episodes with Steph, you yeah. know, uh, the power of mentorship. Um, we talked about that before, like compared to white women. Black women are less likely to have managers showcase their work, advocate for new opportunities for them, or give them opportunities to manage people and projects. Mm. I know you can do the work, but I'm not going to give you the shine that you necessarily need to those who make the who could make the difference in mm. your career. Another point that comes along with this is that it means Black women are less likely to be included in important conversations about company priorities and strategy, and they have fewer opportunities to get noticed by people in leadership. Mm -hmm. We don't know nothing about this. Right. If we don't know nothing about this, like... Just nuts. The whole thing is nuts. Uh, As soon as you said it, once again, I was triggered, but it made me think about um, corporate colonization because they'll be Mm -hmm. quick to ask you to do the work. They'll be quick to ask you to participate in the study, to participate on the project, but they won't give you the credit for it. You might have done it, but it was for their benefit so that that manager, that um, project lead or whatever could take the credit and show, you know what? Look what I did. Like, look, look what I was able, able to put together because I, because I did, because I'm great. Not even because I found the right people because somebody, a good project leader in management would at least acknowledge the fact, you know what? I was able to find, find this group of people who participated and made this work and contributed. They would at least acknowledge that. But yeah, 
uh, there's a, a good amount of folks, myself included, and I'm sure at some point in time you've had this happen to Isha, where you said something to upper management or you sent something or you shared something and all of a sudden it was theirs and it was being used without your knowledge or without mm. <laughs> your approval. Just, yep, it's mine now. Yep, that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> and if you want to know how to combat corporate colonization, go listen to episode 50. And we have a full-fledged episode sharing our experiences or how you can combat and fight against it happening to you so you don't have to be on the other side in that meeting like, what the hell? I know this is my exhibit. Right. But where is my name and where is my credit? And did you just really take over this and act as if I had nothing to do with this? Yes. And then you're put in a position where you're like, if I say Oh, I'm glad that you're using my stuff. Then you look petty. Right. Then you don't like a team player. Yes. Yes. But then they're banking on you not speaking up because then it keeps you quiet and silence. And then when you have that little window of opportunity to say something and it passes, like, well, it's mine now. Just mm-hmm. like you said. It validates their I actions. Peed on it. I peed on yep. it. I peed on it. It's yep. mine now. So yep. go get your own stick. Right. Motherfucker, my name on it. Right. so yeah oh so many things all right so when it comes to us not having the support to access this stat alone just lets you know why 41 percent of black women compared to 33 percent of all women we're Mm -hmm. talking about white asian latino other okay of all women have never Never. That means zitch. Zitch. Zilch. Zero. Zidable. Zipple. I made it. Minimum word. Zipple. Have never had any interaction with a senior leader about their work. Never. That's. You go work for a place for years and never speak to a senior leadership. They won't even know what you do. They don't even know your name, let alone what you do exactly. And it could be stuff that totally impacts their day to day. And they would never know. And that is a problem. We, when you hear stats and when you hear certain studies and things like that, you hardly ever hear absolutes. Like there's always like one, a half. Like it's always something, but never. It, that's huge. That is a huge. <laughs> I, like, I wanted to talk to you. I remember I had coffee in my mouth, but it was like, hold up. It came off the corner of my mouth. <laughs> Just shut up for a second. Can we finish? Absolutes like that are a terrible example of the failure of the white leadership that exists. And I hate to call it leadership because that's not being a leader, obviously. So the the white supervisors, I don't even know what to call them. The people that have power. <laughs> yes. But... 
to never, you could be at a company for 5, 10, 15, 20 years mm-hmm. and they have no idea who you are and what yep. you do. Yep. Or they've never even seen your work. Yes. And then we wonder why, why we don't get moved up. And while you were talking, when my body tried to betray me, it was like, <laughs> shut up for a second, damn, I heard it. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, the reason why we don't have these interactions with senior leaders is because we're waiting for other people to be the gatekeeper, yeah. the so-called protocol mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to introduce us mm-hmm. to these individuals. Yep. And I know that's how things usually work when it comes to business. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that's been detrimental to us and continues to be detrimental to our advancement within our careers, can't we just somehow just push this gatekeeper to the side and introduce ourselves? Yeah. <clears throat> And the thing about doing that, going and introducing ourselves, one of three things can happen. First, they go, like, oh, wow, well, set up 15 minutes on my um, calendar. I would love to speak to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. and get to know you a little better. It could be, why are you speaking to me, you peasant? <laughs> Aren't you the janitor? Right. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not the janitor. Oh, I'm sorry, secretary. I'm not the secretary either. Yeah. I'm actually a uh, senior so-and-so, so-and-so. Right. Huh. Okay, well, nice. Good job. Pat on the head. You know, or the third thing that can happen. Right. Exactly. Is the person can be offended. I can't believe you just came and introduced yourself to me. Like how this ambition of yours is very aggressive and it just seems a little off-putting. And that's not the culture that we have here at this company. Mm -hmm. It just makes me feel like maybe we should retaliate against you. I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. Yeah. Putting your head out there to get chopped off. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something else. No, because I'm just thinking like we get held back because of the gatekeepers. Yes. Who don't even have that much of a relationship with the senior leadership themselves. True. But they are the end all and be all of your career. And if they just don't like you, they just don't like you. Yeah. But like you said, the arm around the shoulder to the the guy who been here for five minutes, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, he get access automatically and they know who he is and everything else. It's like, what the fuck? Right. He ain't did no work in here at all. Um, and I'll say like, we've talked about this thousands of times before, but just like, likes, like, like people like, and feel comfortable when they're around people who are like them. So when you have these upper management roles and positions and things, the people who are peers to that level oftentimes look for people who they can relate to people who are like them so that it's easier for them to maintain their own sense of sanity, stability, and power dynamic because they don't have to censor what they say, what they do, or how they act in these settings that they are most comfortable in. So Mm -hmm. to ask or invite someone Let's be real. So to ask a black woman to join these predominantly white male settings is an uncomfortable act for most of them. It's it's inviting chaos into their comfort zone. It is forcibly creating change that they more than likely are not willing to accept. And so does that mean that we shouldn't? 
ask or ask to be introduced or we shouldn't just go up and introduce ourselves. No, fuck them. Who cares about how they feel? The fact of the matter is you deserve to be there just like anybody else. If you are qualified, if you have all of the accolades, if you have the marching band and the freaking college university behind you too, like go for it because who are these freaking management rules for? Cause they don't always serve us the whole, all, all of the, the movements that have been at times led by white women in the workplace, their rules don't always translate to us because mm-hmm. they already have an end. They already, they already have a, a, a commonality. And they're seen, I know Isha, you've mentioned this before. They're seen as the daughter, the wife, the, the sister, the cousin, like they're seen as relatable by these white men. Somebody that needs to be protected. Yes. Versus me. I'm the enemy. Right. So they, they get more empathy, more sympathy. They get more leeway. Um, They get leeway. That's the one. Mm -hmm. That's the one. They they get the room to be ambitious to a certain extent, not totally to a certain extent, because at the end of the day, the male patriarchy and white supremacy still wants them to be at home. With yep. kids. They play them, too. They yes. play them, too, man. Right. It's just that they they play. I don't know. Oh, now you got me thinking. OK, all right. Hold up, please. Let me okay. just play a little devil's advocate. Cause that's what I be doing. Uh-huh. Um. How are white women? No, no. They're treated, like you said, somebody that could be protected as someone that they see that they mm-hmm. can sympathize with mm-hmm. or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, I just thought, I was like, well, do they treat them a little bit more harsh because they accept it more or because they know how to gain goals a little bit more than us? Then I thought about the white tears. And I'm yeah. like, never mind. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. They think running stuff because the white women let them think they run running stuff but really they they got the power when it comes yeah. to those tears yes. I forgot how powerful yes. those things are that's the white man's kryptonite white yes 1000% so I I mean like Isha said there is no problem with going up and introducing yourself you you have a what you ain't got shit to lose right you ain't got nothing to lose Either they gonna meet you or never. One or the other. Mm-hmm. Don't know how. Doesn't mean they're gonna remember you. Doesn't mean there's gonna be something to come out of it. I don't know. But either way, you have nothing to lose. Like when I have in the past, you know, pre-COVID, when we have had uh different parties and stuff in my place of business, I go and introduce myself to the people who uh, need to know who I am. Mm-hmm. That's doesn't mean they know who I am. Do they mean to remember? I don't know. I could care less. I'm not waiting for that gatekeeper. Yes. I have done that before and nothing has come of it. And now this stat is proving me right yep. that nothing would have come of it if I didn't open up my big mouth and say, Hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. I'm Isha Bell. Yep. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I work at so and so and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, we worked on a project with so and so. Oh, okay, I know her. All right, well, you enjoy your day or something like that. Like, I don't know what I mean. They probably like big black chick came up to me. They gonna remember that. <laughs> That's right. That's they, right. They gonna remember that. Like y'all, I ain't little. Okay, ain't nothing about me. Ain't nothing about Isha Bell little. Okay, or quiet. <laughs> <laughs> 
but that's what it takes sometimes. Yeah, but that's what it takes sometimes. Mm-hmm. That boldness. If anything yeah. else, that translates across gender, race, anything. Like people hear boldness. They hear confidence. They hear um assertiveness. They hear that. Mm-hmm. They see it. They recognize it. Now how it how it is perceived through the white lens that they have is yeah. is different and can be questioned. But the act of taking your future, your your career progress in your own hands and not placing it in the hands of people that don't want you there, that's something we have to get comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we done got a little heavy up on y'all, we man. Did. I think we might need to take a break real quick. Yeah. Or, I don't know. What you think, Elise? Do we need a break right now or are we going to keep going? We, we'll take this one and then we'll take a break. We, we can do that. We can mm. do that. Because I, I feel like we on a roll. We good. We good. Okay. So, uh, I was going to say tip, but it's not a tip. Um, factor number three <laughs> of what's stacked against black women right. in corporate America. Yeah, of what is, what we are up against in corporate America. We face more discrimination. Jesus, maybe we did need a break. We face more. I'm telling you. <laughs> I told you this is going to be some heavy stuff. I told right. you it's going to be boom, boom. It's going to yes. be a left hook, right hook, jab. It's just going to be uppercut, right. uppercut, uppercut. I still believe. We we are ripping the bandaid off. We face more discrimination at work. Hell to the motherfucking yes, we do. Mm -hmm. If anybody ever had a doubt, please let that forever be broke because there's stats, there's anecdotes, there are personal experiences, there's TV shows that show it, there's movies that show it. It is everywhere. 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 Yes. So let's start right off the top with the one that probably gets overlooked, but in my opinion, it gets felt even more than some of the blatant stuff that happens. But microaggressions, comments and actions that subtly demean or dismiss someone based on their gender, race or other aspects of their identity. And they these people, the Jeffs and the Karens, they throw them out there like nobody's business. It's like if they were big pimping in the strip club, they'd be the dollar bills raining. Like that's how they throw (laughs) these things out. And it's a very dollar bricks at you. Yes. It's a very common experience for, for women at work and especially for black women at work. And since black women face both racism and sexism, they experience a wider range of microaggressions than women overall. And if you, Combine that with being younger, combine it with being attractive, or you combine it with being overweight, or you combine it with being super skinny, or you combine it with being uh, uh, bilingual or multiple um, mm-hmm. from multiple places. All of these things become ways that you can be attacked, unfortunately. And it's like, oh, you're young. Oh. I don't know. You don't know this. I have jeans older than you. <laughs> uh, you need to get rid of those. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I have folders that have been around longer since you've been born. Oh my gosh. Right. Or my kids are older than you. Oh my goodness. I don't even know. Like, yeah. And what, what is that you, you brought for so lunch? Well. 
Oh my gosh. I hate, I hate. You're so articulate. Ugh. I hate that one. Just stop. But what am I you speak so well. Really? What? what does I that am mean? a human. So do you. I, how does, um, what a, I don't understand. What? Yeah. Well, like, you know what? I was going to say the same thing about you, but then you just came out and said something like that. So I'm like, Ugh. there you go. <laughs> Let me snatch that gold star back off of you, Karen. Right? <laughs> Gosh. It's, it is, it's sad. It is sad and it's frustrating and yeah. it's annoying. It is all the things, but we persevere and we've moved through. And if you have to deal with it on multiple occasions, there's therapy and there's leaving. Don't be loyal to these places. Cause clearly we've said that before. Look, if you want to know more about microaggressions, because we had to educate ourselves about it as well. Yes. It's so interesting that we have had more microaggressions against us than other people, but we ourselves didn't even know the definition of it. I know. You know, this is something that I have discovered within the past five years or so. Like, yeah. I didn't even know what the hell a microaggression was. I knew I felt yeah. a certain type of way. Yeah. I didn't know why I was feeling a certain type of way. And I didn't know there was the actual term to explain right. what I have gone through when I have been in white spaces not just in corporate America, but also in school, also going to a PWI, like mm-hmm. all those areas and arenas that I've been in, even in like freaking sports, like learning these certain, this certain term or this feeling that I had, there was something that was streamlined towards it. Go ahead and listen to our episode 26, oh, Microaggressions. I not find I was not a comment. Looking, I was looking, <laughs> like, Jesus, where is it? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I grabbed it early. Uh, episode 26, microaggressions. That's not a compliment, Karen. And while you're looking at uh, listening to the episode, we also have the blog uh, article that Elise Real wrote on our blog, fulltimeblackwoman.com. Go ahead and check it out there as well if you need something just a little bit more concrete just to review it over and over again. While you are checking out our blog, don't forget to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at fulltimeblackwoman as well as is on Facebook at Full Time Black Woman and on Twitter at FT Black Woman. We just needed to get a little break away from all of this daunting stuff. I told yeah. you it's going to be heavy. It yeah. is going to be heavy, but that's okay. what Full Time Black Woman is all about. Mm-hmm. We're coming here to bring you the facts so you can validate the feelings that you have had and you thought you were just crazy or being sensitive or maybe you was just something just wrong with you. No, it's the world. Right? It's the world. It ain't you, sis. It's the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yay, yay. <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> oh, yes. But that is a really, that's a really good point, Isha. That I, I also like microaggressions. The, the term itself was like, what? But knowing that there was an actual word for people commenting on our hair and saying, like, what are you eating mm-hmm. and how articulate we are was like, oh, so they, they, this is a this is a thing. This is not just you know a commonality that most Black women have experienced that has no name. Like there's a name for it. They had to name it because it is so prevalent. Mm-hmm. That was nuts to me. I don't know. I don't know why that was nuts to me that it actually had a name now, but it was just like okay because you couldn't say it was straight racism because right. it was That's like it. That's it. It's it wasn't a situation like this. Like oh. You sit like that. Mm, I don't know anybody else who sits like that. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe because 
where you come from. That's how you said. But I mean, it's cool. You know, it's stuff right. like that. You're like, yes. People don't understand the extra weight mm. of always having to second guess what someone is saying to you mm-hmm. does. That's a lot of brain like, exercise. And that's why we're exhausted. We are exhausted. Like it's so hard being in spaces where you're not necessarily fully welcome. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't bring your full self to these areas. Mm-mm. And that's why you need stuff and uh, space, safe spaces like full-time black women to come to, yes, to have someone who understands what you're going through because we see you because we are you. Right. Like, could you imagine just being out continuing because we've done it, but continuing to be in these spaces that aren't made for us, but not be able to vocalize how we feel and just keep it internal, mm. you know, like internalize those feelings and stuff like that. Like I said, this is therapy to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Having this podcast starts me to be able to put a voice and to the feelings that I have been feeling mm-hmm. in my corporate America um, uh, uh, career. Yes. And also researching, trying to find ways to alleviate the pain. Because that's what it is. It's, it's pain. It's trauma. Okay. Because mm-hmm. trauma is constant. Yeah. It's not just a temporary feel. It's not just a little uh, 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 jab. It's like, step turn okay i'm gonna give you a little relief psych i turn it a little bit harder mm-hmm. like it's just always something and sometimes you feel like am i just making it as a something because i need to make it as something right. no, no you're not no and i that's that is the crazy part because it's like you start to question your own sanity your own level of sensitivity am i too sensitive am i just overthinking this. I mean, does she really have a certain tone or was it just how she speaks? Uh, mm-hmm. And is, does she speak that way to everybody or is it just yes. me? And it's, it's, it is a lot. Cause then it can get into, we're already not bringing our full selves, but then it comes down to, well, am I going to be someone who codes, which is at work? Am I going to be someone who has to constantly alter or, censor how I am and who I am in this position because I don't want to trigger a microaggression. And then if I am just do, if, if I'm just sitting here, am I triggering a microaggression? Like, is it going to come? Am I, am I, I'm waiting for a microaggression. You're either waiting, you're receiving or you're interpreting. Like, I feel like that's all there is. Yes. Yes. Because so. you know the targets on your back are just there for the taking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anybody want to take a shot? Go ahead. You right. guys having a good day? Let me reach out to Elise ass right. to see how she doing. She got some joy. I'm coming to snatch it. <laughs> some joy <laughs> snatch it like a wig snatch <laughs> Gosh, but yes, we are more likely to have our judgment questioned in our areas of expertise because people just can't believe that we are as magical and magnificent as we are. We're always asked to provide additional evidence or resources as to where we found it, how we did it, where it came from, if we really did it or if we got it from somewhere else, whereas our counterparts can just shoot debris and say some of the most ridiculous things and it's accepted as fact and as you know 
top-notch quality and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't matter how articulate you even bring it to the table, how evidence-backed it is. It's just that it's coming from you. And that is a huge problem. But we, we, we strive anyway. So women who experience microaggressions are three times more likely to regularly think about leaving their job than those who don't. That is a fact. I think about leaving my job Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I think about leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Three times as likely. Three so everybody times. else just think about breakfast. You like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yep. Yep. I'm just, is, is. And it's not even Do always. Do you seriously feel that way? Like Sometimes. every day you're not like. Not every day. Not every day. Some days it's like that. I think it's just like. Like how you go through bad, good days and bad days. Like sometimes I will have a bad day and it's just like, oh my gosh, eating my bagel. I really could use the lottery right now. Like I could really use Mega Millions. I could really use a bagel right now. Why did you just say that? <laughs> that is, I'm like, yes. Yeah, I could go with a bagel. I said that would be good. Um, mm-hmm. Or like eating turkey sandwich yep you know what i am so sick of freaking jeff i could use another another person in 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 my corner i could use a another supervisor mm-hmm. but it's like that day comes and goes and then this you start over and eventually you either learn how to maneuver you get used to it or you just get bitter and i do not want to go down the bitter track and become a toxic auntie. That's not, that's not in my, that's not in my destiny, not claiming it, not putting that in nobody's cards, but it does happen. So yeah, I, 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 three times is likely. I'm sure I'm sure. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's people who are probably more and probably less, but three sounds good. All right. Well, we're going to get into the other parts that come along with being a Black woman in corporate America after this commercial break. You know what, Isha? You know what's getting old? What? This me? pandemic. Please don't say it's me. I was going to say this pandemic. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No, you are not getting old. You are not. You are not. You look great. You look fantastic. So I wouldn't even, I ain't even worried. Um, But yeah, this (laughs) pandemic and social distancing and all these things, it is great for us all to be socially distanced. But man, I'm all sick of being in this house. However, you know what's not getting old? Using this Instacart. Using this Instacart that will never get old. You better use it. (laughs) Yeah, you better use the Instacart because with Instacart, not only can you save money, but you ain't got to leave the house to get your food delivered to you. Look, during this pandemic, they talk about people did that pandemic Mm team. I mean, I did a little bit something like that, a little bit more, but then again, I did have a human being inside me. There you go. (laughs) When you at home and you are just stuck in one spot and you're not really going out and about, it's easy to go ahead and be snacking on on 10, all right? And if you want to have something good to snack on, go ahead and just use that link that we have in our show notes, fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash. With this link, you will be able to get a, a free delivery for your first order over $35. And believe me, with inflation right now, you ain't about to be buying hardly nothing and you're going to get that free delivery. Right. So, you know, it's football season too. So you need all of the the snacks, all of the chips, all of the 
the chicken, get you some some eggs so you can make deviled eggs if you like that kind of thing. Look, you know, and they don't break your eggs. They, too. Sure they don't, don't break your eggs. They, are they shop careful. just like you, but shop for yourself. That's right. So you can get your little carrots and celery sticks and have your little buffalo wings and things. And you can get all of that, all of your favorites on a single order. All the products you love from your local stores, everything hand selected by the shoppers, taken with great care, taken with great seriousness because your order is like their order. They make it right for you. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. Let them know that we sent you. Click the link in the show notes, fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash to get your free delivery on your first order over $35. Yeah, when you use our link, fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash, you're helping out our show, but most importantly, you're helping out yourself by getting something fresh and something good for your tummy. (laughs) We are back. All right. So what else do we have stacked against us as being black women at corporate America? Mm, The one that we all have felt at least once being the only one Mm. being the only one look we have a past episode with our guest amber and she talks about being the only one episode 46 go ahead and check it out when she gives her own personal experience of just how daunting and just how heavy it is feeling as if you need to represent the whole race and that's what black women have stacked up against them Mm. when 54 percent of black women say they are often Onlys, in that they are only they are the only black person or one of the only black people in the room at work. When we go places, you know what is the first thing you do? You look around and see if you're the only one there. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a conference. I don't care if it's you're going to the BMV. I don't care if you're at the doctor's office. I don't care what it is. When you walk into a space. And you evaluate your, observe your uh, uh, surroundings, and you notice that you're the only one. You feel as if you have to. You have to. I don't want to say you have. You have to conduct yourself accordingly because I conduct myself accordingly, no matter if I'm the only one right. or I'm one of many. But you just you're more you're hyper vigilant. Yes. How about that? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like. This extra something kicks in. It may be survival. I think it's our ancestors say, watch your back. Right. Yes. 1000%. Watch your back. It's a different like, level of pressure. A different level of pressure. And it's just like, I was talking to my best friend and she was like, you know what? I think the intuition that black people have is totally different than the intuition that other people have. You know how they said all women have intuition? Mm-hmm. She's like, but black women intuition got a little extra seasoning on it from our ancestors. Yes. Like, <laughs> we're just heightened to another level. Like that's what that black girl magic is. It's just something spiritual that we are bringing on with us for the people who have been able to survive in the past and just trying to let us know how to keep our bloodline moving forward. Mm. Like, mm-hmm, don't you go down that way. I'm telling you to stop versus my, I hear a noise. Let me go see what it is. Right. Like, you better stop right there and go the other way. Right. No, don't just go the other way. Run the other way. We got to survive. Mm-hmm. We ain't get this far for no reason for you to be doing something dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. And I, I think too, our t- intuition is different Be not just because of survival, but because we had more, well, I guess it is just a survival. We had more to watch out for. Like when you're 
not in when you're not oppressed like what are you worried about to be honest so like yep. when you have more things to be concerned about and worried about it's like you have to have something kicking in to tell you mm-hmm. you know what what is what when you're not entirely sure logically like some things you just have to feel so yeah we're we are different we different and I love it. And yes. I love it. Mm-hmm. But also with being the only one, like we just mentioned, you're aware of that fact instantly. So before everybody gets settled down around the meeting table in the conference room to get the meeting started, you already have that extra layer of protection, mm-hmm. that hypervigilance in your mind. And you're from your childhood. I don't know about you, but growing up, my mom always used to tell me that stuff worked twice as hard just yeah. to get just as far as everybody else, whatever. And also you're representing this family when you're outside of this household. Yes. Not only are you representing just my uh, me as your mother, you're representing your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your grandma, you know, your ancestors. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're a representative for your race. Mm-hmm. So that makes you likely more likely as the only or uh, other uh, more than so than other racial or ethnic groups to feel as though your individual successes or failures will reflect on people like you. Yes. You know? Yes. So this leads you to a sense that you are constantly under scrutiny. Like black women who are onlys often report feeling closely watched on guard and under increased pressure to perform everything you just said, at least yep. everything you just said. It makes sense to me. It makes white people are our only fans. They're, they're not on only fans. Only fans. They are only fans. <laughs> only fans website. <laughs> white people are only fans. They like when it's a only, they like when there's just one of us, because that means Ooh. we're, we're easier to watch and contain. We have no additional um, support. support. Backup. We can be molded. We can we can be easily controlled. And if you're if you are not of a a strong will and strong mind, if you and even if you are, because some some of us can start that way and be broken in those spaces. Mm. So it's just I I. I think that's what it is. I think white people like OnlyFans. They're OnlyFans. They are OnlyFans because they, there is a sense of power that they get to have or feel as, as just dealing with one. Because when there's multiple, of course, we're being watched more too when there's multiple because now we can congregate. We can have and we love congregate. Yes. I don't care. I don't care. Wherever I have worked, there has been other people, other black women or other black people there. Oh, we about to be friends until mm-hmm. I find out you the ops. Right. Until I find out you the ops, then we about to congregate. Okay, let's get through this day together. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then of course it's like, oh my gosh, there's fear of uprising when there's more than one. But when there's one, you think about the revolt at my corporate job. You think about the cause revolt at my corporate job. You're senseless. They, You're senseless, right? But that's what the, I, I I really do believe. That's what they think. They think that we're gonna come up, rise up, and overthrow the white supremacy male patriarchy that overthrow exists. Overthrow the yes. <laughs> overthrow I think, the lunchroom. <laughs> overthrow the lunchroom. I, okay. I really because why okay. else watch us so hard? Like what is what is that? But um, because they know we're talking about them, and we are, and we, are. we are, yes. And when you're uh, only, 
sometimes for onlys, that's how they protect themselves. They become the ops until more people get there. And then it's, yeah. it's the shift that has to take place. Do you stay the ops or do you become part of the, the, the fold, the circle with the, with the rest of the black folks? And, and I've, I feel like when you're the only, then once others come that look like you, you choose to be the ops. I don't think you right. stay the ops. You weren't ever the ops before because you were the only one. Do yeah. you choose to stay the ops and then become transition to the toxic auntie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or do you be like, come on, y'all, I've been waiting for you. Now I got the blueprints. Now I'm going to teach you how to see. Right. Bro. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. There, I guess it comes down to choices. It comes down to choices for people. But mm-hmm. yes, um, the only is a rough road. It is a rough and tough road. It is not one without trials and tribulations. But it can be overcome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see that more of us are getting into the corporate spaces and more of us are getting into entrepreneurship, which is also equally mayonnaised up. But <laughs> but you know what? I think when it comes to being the only one and when you do have other people who are hired who look like you, it kind of cuts down on your imposter syndrome. Yes, when you're the did. only one, yes. you're thinking, did they just hire me because they needed that diversity hire? Yes. Like, is this what everyone's thinking that I'm affirmative action factor? Like, when you see other people who look like you, you're like, okay, no, they're actually hiring us for our expertise, not mm-hmm. necessarily what I look like. But when you're the only one, you're like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I ain't getting no real projects. I ain't getting no cases. Mm. Nothing like that. I think they just hired me because they needed a black person. Y'all get government money in here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want a paycheck. I'm just saying. Right. But that is a valid point, though. That's really valid. Mm-hmm. When there's more than one of us, it, it validates the feeling that we are qualified as opposed to not just, you know, here to fill a quota. Mm -hmm. Hate it. Hate it. Uh, So despite how the deck is stacked against us, we remain ambitious forever and always because we are amazing. We are talented. We are skilled. We are learned and educated in all the ways possible, we have that black girl magic. Sprinkle, 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 sprinkle. And there is no denying our greatness. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they thought, but all of the chips stacked against us, we still rise. Like we still we come to we the damn table. I was about to say we come to the table. We the and damn table. I rise. Thank you, Maya. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Maya hasn't been around in a while. We missed her. We missed her. <laughs> she has graced some of our episodes before, and it has been an absolute pleasure. And we hope that you enjoyed hearing from her just then. The very last factor that impacts and uh, Black women and that we are up against in corporate America is we want to lead and improve the workplace and it is not always welcomed for us to try to improve some shit. So black women are substantially more likely than white women and just as likely as white men to say that they are interested in becoming top executives. So we not only coming into these spaces trying to show and prove, but we trying to show out too, because we have the ability Mm -hmm. to do so. And 
Uh, black women are most likely to be motivated by desire to positively influence company culture. Don't we always come here and try to make stuff better? I tell you, they be we listen. We, I, we could have a potato and like I don't know some greens and come out with a four course meal somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but we really do, and I've seen it countless countless times before in different spaces. It hasn't just been me. I know it hasn't just been you, Isha, but it's been plenty of other black women in our experiences who have come and tried to create some kind of change because more than what I, I, we, there's a stat and you have mentioned this, that the diversity, when we bring more diversity and specifically when we bring black women to the table, profitability, everything increases. So it's when you have. Okay. So what is that? I know exactly which that you're talking about. This is actually goes with our episode bossing up as a full-time black woman with our guest, Tasha. Thank you. According to the Harvard business review, developing a diverse leadership pipeline can benefit companies in all sectors. Firms with the most ethnically diverse executive teams were 33% more likely to outperform their peers on profitability. And those with executive level gender diversity worldwide had a 21% likelihood of outperforming their industry competitors. All I heard was black women are the shit. That's what I heard. Yep. Just That's saying. what I heard too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so we, we come into these spaces and we create the change. We make the change. We are the change. And we make things for the better. We create efficiencies. Mm-hmm. We create new ideas. We create new technologies. We bring um, forward thinking to the table. And then not only that, we become the role mm-hmm. models that we wish we had. And that's what the driving factor is. That Mm. is what the driving factor is of the ambition that we come into these places is because we know the power of seeing is believing. Mm -hmm. And just because we didn't have anyone to see, we within ourselves, uh, we uh, within ourselves harbor this light of knowing that we could be that for someone else. And that's why we have this ambition, even though we have this huge stack packed up against us from the moment we even sent our resume in to get an interview in the first place. Yep. But still we rise. Thank you, Maya. Thank you. Once again, you're welcome. <laughs> so go ahead. You, you coming back for something else? No. Okay. <laughs> Maya had to go. She, she appreciated <laughs> even being asked to be here, but you know, mm-hmm. she had to go. So with that, we're going to get hashtag Casperish for those that don't know. For those who are new, welcome. Hi, how are ya? Hey! <laughs> we are getting hashtag Casperish, which just means that we are getting transparent. We are getting transparent with you guys on how we feel about the topic, the stats, whatever it is that we're talking about at hand so that you can get to know us a little bit better through our thoughts. So hashtag Casperish, Isha. Were you surprised by the findings of the 2020 State of the Black Women in Corporate America report? Absolutely not, Elise, Mm. because as I mentioned before, this is information that we have been talking about for the past two years. You know, this is the information 
that we didn't know was out there, but was a driving factor for us even starting this podcast and this movement in the first place. We knew it was something there. We didn't have, couldn't quite put a finger on it, mm-hmm. but through research, through just talking, through just being that light for other full-time Black women, we came across this stuff that validated how we ourselves have been feeling since the beginning of our careers. Yes. So I'm not surprised by any of the findings at all. What about yourself? I will take no for 1,000, Alex. Um <laughs> Right? That's what I feel like. Uh, yes. <laughs> I had some McDonald's. Right. I feel like I'm getting interviewed by the news. Right. I was just down the street with my McDonald's and somebody came and said something about black women in corporate America. And I said, oh, oh, right. that stuff is true. Because it's true. Because, you know, I love my McDonald's. Why did I tell you? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. I have no clue. I have no clue. Don't ask me questions. I cannot give you answers to at least. I was outside the and There's no extra S on Ross. Stop it. I went to the oldies. And when I was at the oldies with my McDonald's, I said, I need a new dress. So I went to the Ross's. And when I went to the Ross's, I said, oh, I need a cold pop. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love to us. read this report. I love okay? us. I love us. I swear yep. I do. But no, none of this was a surprise to me. This is, like you said, why we started the pod two years ago. Can't believe it's been two years. If you know it's been two years, you need to watch and catch up and listen to all the episodes. Like, get get yeah. up to date. Um, but yeah, like, this is what we do. Like, their report is what we do. It's like they listened to us, read our blogs, was on our socials, and was like, oh my gosh, we got everything right here. (laughs) That's what it seems like. It really does. But like, once again, this is a part two series. Yeah. The part one is to let you know the deck and how it's stacked up against us. The part two we're going to review in the report is what companies can actually do to alleviate this unnecessary pressure that is essentially holding everyone down. Because if you hold me down, you hold yourself down too. Mm. But what? Just to have the sense of power? Really? Because I really thought y'all love money more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But I guess I was wrong. Right. Okay? Like, you can't let me shine because letting me shine is going to dim your light? Absolutely not. If anything, it's going to let us all know how your light has been dimmed the whole time. I can't dim a light that was <laughs> Okay, to let you know, you little glowworm, you ain't got nothing on me. Okay, I am a true star in the universe that my ancestors had attitude for the get go, but you don't want me to shop. I guess my most shop is with or without you, despite you, is going to happen. Okay, move around. I'm clapping Sorry. it up for that because I had to get, I had to come out. There was nothing else that, that, to say. It was a perfect. Can't go through all these factors here and just. Take it because yes. that's what we don't do. We don't just take it, okay? Mm-hmm. We're gonna take it, but we're gonna switch it around and turn it to something else, okay? Smack it, flip it, that's what we rub do. it down. Oh no, oh no, <laughs> you thought you had a friend. Sorry, oh, you play yourself again mm. right now. But I'll let you know, full time black woman, come a full show, come mm. a full show, drop, drop, drop. <laughs> Uh, write a review. How about that? How about that? You want me to rob us? Yes. 
Y'all want to rob something? How about this? Go ahead and rob and write us a review wherever you're listening to our podcast. We appreciate all the Apple Podcasts reviews that we have because that helps out with the show. Go ahead, rate us where you can. We're trying to bring you some more information this year. Fives is what we love, but if you think we need to deserve anything less than a five, then guess what? By all means, we'll take it, sis. Okay, because we're trying to be better, but yes. y'all make us better because y'all listen to us every week and we appreciate it every single download that we receive. Yes. And if you have any additional topic ideas, if you want to comment on what we talked about today, feel free to send us an email contact at fulltimeblackwomen.com. That is contact at fulltimeblackwomen.com. And if you have not already, check out fulltimeblackwomen.com and get your mugs and merch so that you can be a part of the full-time black woman crew. All right. And with that... That brings us to the end of another episode and we hope that you got all the gems, all the info and felt, heard, seen and great. And with that, remember we are here for you full time from coffee to wine. And play your power perfectly. Peace. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Full-Time Black Woman is created, recorded and produced by Elise Real and Isha Bell. For more opportunities to live, laugh, grow, and fill the soul, be sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe to Full-Time Black Woman wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Help us build this community by sharing with other full-time black women like yourself. Visit our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com to see what's new or to reach out. If you have questions or want to add to today's topic, send us an email to contact at fulltimeblackwomen.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fulltime Black Woman and on Twitter at FT Black Woman.